Welcome to Soul Survivor Young Adult Retreat Talk. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about obedience, and I know that uh, what's the word nerd thing? What does obedience mean? To Hebrew. Oh, I should have made that clearer. That wasn't very clear. What's the cool Hebrew word? Shema. And what does it sort of translate to? To hear and to do. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyway, shouldn't be a teacher. Um, to hear and to do. And we just looked before at, at the obedience in rest and obedience in play. Obedience in stopping to listen, to hear if you like, and then obedience to step out and do. And what we're going to look at now is obedience against the grain. Because sometimes being obedient means going against the grain of something around you. It might mean going against the expectations of people around you, going against cultural expectations or cultural norms. And that can be really hard. Um, so in order to do that, we're going to look at a story in the Bible. And it's the story of David and Goliath. And um, a lot of you are probably familiar with it if you've grown up in church. Uh, but it's a story of, of something pretty cool that happens. It's to give a background, David at this point in time is a fairly young man. He's the youngest of eight sons. His dad's called Jesse. And the family business is shepherding. So he's a shepherd. And just remember back then, shepherding isn't just like standing on a nice green hillside with little lambs. Shepherding was quite a full-on profession. They had to save uh, their sheep from wild animals and predators. So it's a pretty full-on physical job. That's what David's been trained in. That's what he's doing. And at this time that we're going to come into this story, there's been um, David has been called into King Saul's service because King Saul's been having some issues. He found out that David was an awesome musician. So David has been going to the palace to help calm King Saul down by playing a harp. Now, um, among this situation, looking broader, the Israelites, which is who King Saul and David are part of, they've been in this battle with the Philistines who are the <coughs> enemy camp. And there's the Philistines on one hill, there's the Israelites on the other hill, and then something really scary happens for the Israelites. This giant, or they call it a champion, called Goliath, comes out of the Philistine camp to challenge the Israelites. Now, they call him a champion named Goliath, and if you want to look up the story, you can. It's in 1 Samuel 17. And he, it's 1 Samuel 17, sorry. He comes out of the Philistine camp, and it said his height was six cubits at a span. Does any nerd know how tall that is? tall. It's about three metres. Three metres tall. Uh, and he, wore, he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armour of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels on his legs. He wore bronze graves and a bronze javelin was sung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod. Its iron point weighed 600 shekels, so it's about seven kilos just in the point of his spear. And his shield bearer went ahead of him. So this is a pretty scary looking person, pretty big, pretty tough. And he's come out of the Philistine camp to challenge the Israelites. Now, young David, the, the shepherd, the, the youngest of the eight sons, he's not at the battle. He's a bit young. So his older brothers and dad are there, but he's home with the sheep. Uh, but he, he goes along to, to visit his brothers. And while he's there, he finds out about this Goliath. And Goliath is so scary that none of the Israelites are willing to come out and fight him. Goliath puts out a challenge. He says, you know, which one of you will come and fight me? If one of you comes and fights me, if you win, we'll become your servants. But if I win, you'll become our servants. He puts out this, this challenge there that none of the Israelites are willing. But young David comes to the battlefield. He hears about this, uh, this giant of a soldier who everyone's scared of. And he thinks, you know what? His words... Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Mm. So 
cutting a very long story short, he goes to King Saul and he says, I'll fight Goliath. King Saul says, are you kidding me? Again, cutting a very long story short. And David explains how in his shepherd training, he has learned how to defeat all sorts of wild animals in protecting his sheep. And he says, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hands of this Philistine. And so Saul says to David, okay, you can do it. But then this key thing happens next. David's offered to fight Goliath. And what does King Saul do? It said, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. And David says, I cannot go in these because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. And then he took his staff in his hand. And he chose five smooth stones from the great stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. So David has stepped out to do this incredibly brave thing that other people weren't willing to do. But then someone, a very influential person, King Saul, has tried to tell him how he should go about doing it. King Saul has tried to dress David in what you would expect a warrior to look like. He's tried to dress David in his armour, which is what you'd expect a warrior to wear. And he's given David his sword, which is a weapon you'd expect a warrior to use. But David had another idea, didn't he? He knew that in order to beat Goliath, he didn't need to be a funny-looking Saul. He needed to be David. He needed to be the person God made him to be, using the weapons that God had given him, these stones. And to be sure, this story isn't about a miracle of David killing a giant with a pebble. Like, David didn't just sort of go up to Goliath and go like that, and then, wow, he's fallen. These stones were an incredibly deadly weapon. You know, it's why David was so familiar with him. He had to kill wild animals. These stones are still, a slingshot is still a deadly weapon today. And you may have heard of people in tragic circumstances who've been killed or severely injured by being hit by something really fast. So this is a smart weapon to use to kill someone, but it's just not the culturally expected weapon that people would have expected a warrior to take to the battle. Sometimes when stepping out in obedience, we're going to have people try and tell us what we should look like. Not necessarily physically, but how we should conduct ourselves. What weapons we should use in life, what tools we should use, how we should go about doing things. And we need to examine, God, is that actually what you want me to do? Is that how you want me to behave? Or do you have something different in mind? And that can take guts. <coughs> David stepped out in obedience by being who he was, with the tools God had given him, even though the culture might have been expected him to do something different. And in your own life, thinking about the things you've thought about so far um, today, about the things God might be calling you to do, I wonder if any of those things involve you stepping outside a cultural norm or stepping outside the expectations of people around you. I wonder if being obedient means being a bit weird. You know, I wonder if being obedient means doing something smart in God's eyes because he knows best. 
but maybe not what the world thinks is best? Could it be that when faced with giants in our life, our greatest weapon is actually a weapon of obedience? Being obedient to who God's made us to be and being obedient to the plan that he has and not the plans that the people around us might want to follow. And David's not the only person in the Bible who is obedient beyond cultural expectations around him. There are many other examples of this. Even um, earlier on in this story, this um, old priest called Samuel, he um, needed to go and anoint someone to be king. And long story short, again, he ends up anointing David. But he goes through a whole bunch of other people who look like they should be a more kingly kind of person before settling on the youngest son, David. He defied cultural expectations because you can read it. God was telling him that he needed to anoint David. In order to be obedient, he had to go against what the culture would have dictated. Mary, in um, the book of Luke, in, in chapter 10, she is there sitting at Jesus' feet when she comes to his home. The cultural expectation at the time would be that a good woman is going to spend her time attending to the guests, being in the kitchen, cleaning up after them. She defies that cultural expectation to sit at Jesus' feet, and Jesus says to her, you've chosen what's better. Daniel, the whole book of Daniel, is an example of a person who's defying the expectations of the culture and the nationalism around him to be obedient to what God wanted him to do. It had some pretty severe consequences, but God was with him. He trusted that God knew best. Being obedient meant doing something that was a little bit weird. Even Peter, in the book of Acts, uh, Peter, one of the, the famous disciples of Jesus, he has this dream in which he sees God... Long story short, telling him that he's allowed to, um, to eat with both Jews and Gentiles. This person who grew up in a culture where you wouldn't eat with Gentiles in order to now be obedient to God has to do something that his culture thinks is a bit strange. To be obedient against the grain is tough. But it's something that we can do. And in order for David to be able to have that courage to step out in obedience and use his own self and his own weapon. He had to know a couple of things. He had to know who God was, and he had to know who he was in God. In order for us to be able to be obedient, even if it goes against the expectations of those around us, we need to know who God is. We need to know that he is a God who actually knows best. We need to know he is a God who is trustworthy. And we need to know who we are. We need to know that we are actually a child of that God. We don't have to listen to other voices because we've got the voice of a heavenly father who knows us and who loves us. When we know who we are as a child of God, we're emboldened to be obedient to him, even if it goes against the grain. Even Jesus himself. Jesus uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was going to die cries out to God. The expectation of this victorious coming Messiah was that he'd do something pretty glorious. And what was he about to do? In order to be obedient, he was going to die. Culture around him would have said that a Messiah is a victorious king. But God was actually asking him to do something that looked quite different to that. As we go into our time now, I want us to consider how God might be calling us out and what he might be calling us to do. And to have a think about whether that means going against the grain, going 
going against the expectations of people around you who are wanting you to do things in a certain way, going against some sort of cultural norms. There's a few questions. One is, what's an area of your life that might require obedience against the grain? And what questions do you need to ask God to navigate this tricky area? And what's one way you can get support from others to help you walk in obedience in this area? Because the amazing thing is we're not in this alone, are we? And sometimes when we come up against these challenges, these ways that we've got to be obedient, which are really tough, we can leverage on the people around us to support us in that. Is there someone who you can be accountable to to ask you how you're going? Is there someone who you can say, look, I really need you to pray for me because I've got this thing coming up and it's really hard for me to be obedient in this area? Is there someone who you can get together with and talk it through? Someone to bring the truth of the word into your life so that you can be emboldened to be obedient to God? So how about we take this time um, to do that? We're not trying to be like King David. We're trying to be who God's made us to be. We can learn from King David. um, But what's God calling you to do? Where do you need to step out in obedience? Does it involve going against the grain? And how might you talk to God about that?